Welcome to Jabberwocky Audio Theatre. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. Visit our website at jabberaudio.com slash support to learn more or go to patreon.com slash team jabberwocky. The following audio theater is rated ADPG, so parental guidance is suggested. There has always been a gray area between the just and the unjust, the lawful and the lawless, a nebulous region where the trappings of authority share little crossover with the course of justice, and where those who attempt to shine light into the dark recesses of power are often the least expected. July 2012. Looking into the death of David Turner, an investigator with the L.A. County Assessor's Office, poker player Jimmy Harmon and his ex-girlfriend Robin Freeman have unearthed a scheme to defraud the city of Los Angeles. The plot, led by film star Parker Wells, real estate speculator Glenn Chambers, and venture capitalist Anton Kreitzer, hinges on exploiting an impending bridge construction project. They're buying land that'll be worthless once the new bridge is built because it's all land the city will have to seize to actually build the damn thing. They get back fair market value, which thanks to faked property assessments is now, officially, in the city's own figures, ten times what they pay. They'll make millions. Millions they're clearly willing to kill to protect. Pursued by a corrupt police detective and hired killer named Malone, the pair are rescued by enigmatic performance driver Eleanor Wallace, who is struggling with secrets of her own. You just saved our lives. I just want to... Don't get used to it. I don't know how many times I can say it, but I am not the person you think I am. As they continue their investigation, Harmon begins to suspect that Kreitzer, for whom he and Eleanor have been working, may not be aware of the plan's scope. So... Yesterday, you were trying to figure out if Anton Kreitzer was involved in all of this. What if he's the shadow investor? A shadow investor these other two have screwed over. They make millions off these faked assessments. And come out way ahead while he ends up with squat. Maybe he's not aware of what's going on. While Robin gathers evidence to present to the DA, Jimmy goes to a secret meeting at Griffith Observatory, where... In the midst of a freak summer thunderstorm, he takes a chance and informs Kreitzer of his suspicions. But they are confronted by the other investors, Wells and Chambers, along with the homicidal Malone, who shares an ominous revelation. Anton, there's a simple explanation for all this. It starts with him having Malone kill the lead inspector at the (laughs) assessor's office, David Turner. Jesus Christ, call me dumb. I didn't kill Turner. Still haven't figured it out. Hit and run? Not my M.O. Gee, whose might it be? Any hotshot drivers we know? Eleanor's timely arrival once again saves Jimmy from Malone's lethal attack, but at an irrevocable cost. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I'm so sorry. It's okay, Eleanor. It's going to be fine. No! Eleanor! No cigar this time. I win. One down. Next up, Jimmy. 
Jabberwocky Audio Theater presents Quorum, The Gambler's Tale. Tonight's presentation, All That Glitters, Episode 10. Jesus. Ellen. Oh, have I been looking forward to this. No, damn it. Malone, we have to get out of here. This is, this is, I, I can't be around this. Shut the hell up, Wells, you whiny little Hollywood pissant. Pissant? I'm the one who got this all in motion, put Chambers and Kreitzer together, found out about Kreitzer's side project, convinced him to make those three stooges play an elaborate game so we could get hold of it, but you couldn't get your part right, only got one of the pieces, made such a goddamn mess of it. Sorry, Wells. You saying something? No? Okay. Christ, Malone, you can't just... We needed him! Then he should have learned to keep his mouth shut. Once again, you overplayed your hand, Chambers. Damn it, we had everything under control. Until you decided to betray me. We didn't betray you. You'd have been fine. Sure as hell wouldn't have missed the money. Pocket change to you. We could have reinvested your share. You'd still have your precious little revitalization project. Your scheme threatened to undermine my work. I said your 7th Street Bridge project I don't mean that. Oh. Your side project. Diversion that brought in this poker-playing jackass, got him sniffing around, never should have been there in the first place, distracted that bitch Wallace from work I needed her to do? You son of a bitch. So it was you who went after my little packages. What did you expect? Had to know what was so damned important it was jeopardizing everything we were doing. Only you got more than you bargained for. Thumb drive in Ford's package was a Trojan horse. And you plugged it into one of the computers at the assessor's office. Probably when you were meeting with Santoro on Tuesday. What? How did you- Kreitzer mentioned the virus at the racetrack. Said it had a tracking system. I bet it's given up its point of origin, which is what prompted this meeting. Saw you with Centoro myself, and learned from an associate the county's computer systems went haywire that night. Astute as always, Mr. Harmon. Okay, enough with the talking. Time to finish this up. Put the revolver down! Kreitzer's the only one who can stop the... the virus or whatever it is before it draws the attention of every law enforcement agency in the city! Expose everything! Jesus, think I can't handle the damn cops? I'm a decorated gang of narcotics detective, for Christ's sakes. Department poster boy. Untouchable. Hell, I've been covering up half your stuff already. One call from me and Ruffy and commercial crimes buries this. That's why you brought me in on this from the first place, ain't it? I don't mean LAPD. The feds! FBI, SEC, IRS, Jesus, they're all going to be after us for this. Fine. Guess it's just... Your body will be leaving for my buddies in robbery, homicide, Harmon. No, he's our best bargaining chip to use against Kreitzer. At least right now. Get them in the car. That's quite all right. I've arranged for my own transportation. What? Do you think a man in my position travels alone into a hazardous situation without contingencies? What? What's that? Panic transmitter. Activated the moment Mr. Harmon identified this gentleman as Malone, the policeman who had accosted him prior. The device records audio and relays it to a cloud-based system. Every element of our interaction has been recorded. I believe it's best for all of us that I take my leave now. Not if I take out your ride. Revolver, dumbass. You've had your six. My turn. I didn't realize you were armed. That's, uh, literally the first time I've ever fired a gun. No way in hell I'd be able to outdraw a pro like Malone. I had to wait for him to fire his last bullet. I think it best we depart quickly. Mr. Gabriel, my pilot, is skilled, but landing here is far from legal. Oh, don't have to tell me twice. See you later, Chambers. 
Take care. You don't want to risk. Look out! Nice try, Jimmy. Crappy aim. Now I've got your gun. Let's say we all climb on board. Go for a ride. Chambers, get your ass over here. Son of a- ah! Shut the hell up. You just shot a cop, dumbass. Your life is officially over. Could just leave you, let my loyal friends take care of it. But apparently, we need to go. I'm gonna savor this one. Move it, Chambers. Cute little pistol, Jimmy. A P7M13, eh? Did they even make these anymore? Chrome-plated, too. Somebody shelled out for this baby. What the hell? Mr. Kreitzer, what are we? Shut it, flyboy, or I ventilate your skull. Jesus, Malone, just take it easy. You, pilot, I don't know what you had planned, but just fly. Take us west, toward the hills, fast. I need to think. All right, not going to be able to follow us easy in this weather. That's good. The roads around here are probably already starting to flood. But we can get my boat stopped at Marina Del Rey. At the landing, if there's somewhere we can land this thing. Pilot, I bet you know this town. Where can we land near there? If you think I'm going to give you my professional expertise, you are sorely mistaken. You will if you don't want Malone here to shoot you. And crash us down into Bronson Canyon, I doubt that. Well, maybe we just kill your boss. You like that idea? An empty threat, Chambers, as we both know you need me. Don't matter, Chambers. There's a hotel pad next to the Marine. Private, but LAPD's commandeered it before. I can get them to clear it for us easy enough. You hear that, pilot? Just keep going. Malone, just make the call. Yeah, I'll do that, Chambers. Everybody stay cool. Hardly one to talk about cool, you psychotic bastard. Just don't know when to quit, do you, Harmon? Jesus, Malone, we need them. You heard Kreitzer? Without him, we all take the fall for this. Yeah, Malone never was much of one for thinking. Little hamster running in his head gets tired. You know what? Someone's taking a fall, all right. Whoa, you can't do that. Do what the hell I want, long as I'm the one with the badge and the gun. Shut up and fly. Like the man said, we need Kreitzer. Don't mean we need him in one piece. Think at this point, I'd rather go that route. Don't think for a second that I'll provide you Wait your turn, Kreitzer. You'll do whatever the hell I say once I'm through with you. We don't need you at all, Harmon. What do you know? Hollywood Reservoir down there. Could be your lucky day. You're a tough guy. Push off real hard, I bet you can hit the water. Get a nice view of the Hollywood sign on your way down. You can't be serious. Heart attack serious. Your choice, Harmon. Take your chances or I blow your head off right here. Hell, either way, smoke clears, let they give me a medal. You're a real credit to the force, Malone. Jimmy, when the whole world lines up against you, desperate to rip you from your legacy, you hold on. Roll now, Mr. Gabriel. We're tipping over. Chambers, watch this. We're falling. Gabriel James has fallen out, clinging to the strut, as is Malone. Stabilize us quickly. Doing what I can, sir. We're completely in balance. Half with Chambers. Had to take us out with him. Yeah. He never was one for consideration. Wow. Tough hanging on with that busted hand I gave you. Piece of cake to knock you the rest of the way off. With ah. squirming, you little. Ah. About damn time to be rid of of you. Forgive me if I don't just make it easy for you. Oh, damn it. Losing my grip. That's what you get for horsing around. So, now who's the one having a hard time 
Damn it, Harmon! Help me! Help me up! Help me, you son of a bitch! I'm slipping, damn it! You know what, Malone? You're a tough guy. Why don't you push off real hard? I bet you can hit the water! You... you son of a... James, here! Grab my hand! Let me pull you up! Ow! Hand, hand, hand. Apologies. Damn. Malone didn't make the water after all. I hate losing a bet. You know, in this case, I can't say I'm gonna lose a lot of sleep over it. Anton, are you alright? Uh, me? I'm not the one who just fell out the side of a moving helicopter. I'm just pleased that you remembered our conversation back on the bridge. <laughs> when the world lines up against you, hold on like your life depends on it. It really are pretty good words to live by. Just wish I'd held on a bit tighter and with my good hand. But I didn't plan on being body checked by a panicked fraudster. Besides, put your seatbelt on is another lesson I should have learned by now. And I'm also pleased Mr. Gabriel has been at this long enough to deduce my intent. Glad to be of service, sir. Redirecting to the airport. Let's make haste. I have a feeling we must move quickly. Blood was pounding behind my eyes, a sledgehammer banging a bitter anvil, my swollen hand pulsing with each beat. By the time I could think straight, or close to it, we were on the tarmac at Bob Hope Airport, next to what I figured was Kreitzer's private jet. I've arranged for our departure. We are clear to take off, but we'll have to do so immediately. The helicopter tail number was called in from the observatory. With its distinct UK registry, G-Fred, it'll likely be identified any minute. You'll want to be on your way before anyone begins asking questions. Of course. Thank you, Farah. You and Mr. Gabriel go ahead and board. I'll be with you momentarily. Of course, sir. I'll help Schrader with pre-flight. Have us in the air as soon as possible. Thank you, Alphonse. It's all happening so fast. Where, where, where are you going? A small island, approximately seven hours by air. Sort of a retirement plan. I'd planned on making the journey in the fall, perhaps for the holidays. Not quite so expeditiously. However, under the circumstances... Yeah, I see it. I get it. Circumstances did scream out for a little improvisation. I would be pleased if you would accompany us. What, you mean go with you? Now? I'd hate to think our preliminary work would come to naught. Moreover, after recent events, I imagine there will be uh, difficulties for you of the legal variety. Nothing that cannot be weathered, of course, but best weathered from a distance. But I can't just up and leave everything. And hell, I think I need to get to a doctor again. Our facility is fully equipped. Do you have a passport? I did, in my bag, but I lost that at the hotel when Boyd crashed what was supposed to be the poker game, along with pretty much my entire bankroll in cash. I can arrange for a replacement passport. We won't have to concern ourselves with that immediately, and there will be ample opportunity to restore your finances. This is... This is all... Jimmy, you built a career making split-second decisions with incomplete information and deducing the rest. This is one such moment. There's little more I can say other than that I value your services and will have need for them in the future. This was crazy. Up and leave at the drop of a hat? But justified though it may have been, I had just killed a cop. Or at least let him die. Psycho killer, but still a cop, so the LAPD would be out for blood. Robin was safe, or at least the people after her were out of the picture. And pleasant as our reunion was, I clearly wasn't a stabilizing factor in her life. 
Other than that, what did I have to keep me here? Alright, Anton. What the hell? I'm all in. Good man. Let's get aboard. We'll elaborate en route. Please sit. I'm going to check on our status, make sure the winds died down enough for us to take off. You mentioned your phone had lost power. There are charging cables next to your seat if you'd like to recharge. Uh, sure. Thanks. This was... Unexpected would be an understatement. When I grabbed my bolt bag, I didn't think it'd be the last time I saw my apartment. Or L.A. Or the States. Now I didn't even have that bag. Last attachment to my old life. Text message. Hmm, just an attachment. It's a voicemail from before. Must have missed... From... Oh, Jesus. Jimmy, I was, uh... I was hoping to catch it before... Whatever. Maybe this is easier. I just, um... I had to tell you. Um... <laughs> only I don't know how. Um... I, I tried to live in the moment. And, and last night, I almost did. But, um... This morning, it, uh... It's gotten out of control. Like a flat world's been slowly tilting and, and I couldn't keep my grip. Last fall in D.C., and then last week here, when Glenn Chambers had me run down David Turner, inspector for the assessor's office. Had Malone and his partner go after some other people. I, I didn't know who Malone was at that point, but I didn't ask questions. You know, not the important ones, at least. Oh, Jesus. And then, eventually, Chambers sent me and Malone to find you. But I, I kept on Malone instead, and I couldn't just watch. I knew it was over then. How would it end? Uh, I'll, uh, I'll send you a file. I have to text it. I, I don't have your email. So it, it may take a while to come through. But um, it'll have everything. Give it to that girl, Robin, or whoever. Chambers is off to meet with Kreitzer. It's a confrontation. I uh, don't have a good feeling about it. But, um... I'm sorry, Jimmy. Sorry I couldn't be who you wanted me to be. Who I wished I could have been. Who you almost made me. Jesus. Eleanor. I'm so sorry. We have cleared U.S. airspace. The rest of our flight should be smooth. James, uh, Jimmy, are you all right? Some news I needed to send before we went out of range. Hard news, but uh, nothing you need to worry about. I realize how unsettling this must be. I do apologize for the necessity of our sudden departure. It's fair to say my Los Angeles plans are scuttled. Yeah. I'm sorry about your bridge project. The 7th Street one, not the other one. Sounded like it would have been nice. <sighs> it would have made for a more satisfying departure, knowing I had left something positive behind. But I think it's time the City of Angels and I parted ways. The lawyers can handle their 
unfinished business. So any idea when it might be safe to head back? Not that I'm in rush, but... It may be some time before the legal landscape makes your return entirely secure. My attorneys will expedite things, of course. In the meantime, I do hope you will make the most of our time together. I prize loyalty, and you've more than proven that this evening. But more important is ability, perception, aptitude. Well, thanks. Don't know that I've always been able to translate those skills in other areas. I hope I live up to your expectations, assuming you have work for me. The venture I am currently engaged in is of substantial scope, certainly beyond these childish real estate games. But as my timetable has accelerated, I will require skilled assistance. Curiously, you may actually cross paths with your old associate, Miss Salkovich. Victoria? Really? She has been vital in facilitating certain exchanges, arranging contacts outside my normal circles. I see. Uh, Anton, about Victoria, I'd be very careful. I gather you've more than a general admonition in mind. This may sound like it's coming out of nowhere, but when she first recommended me to you, she made some implications. Been in the back of my mind a while. I'm too tired to dance around it anymore, so I'll just ask. Do you know anything about someone named Emil Watson? Watson? It doesn't sound familiar offhand. In what context might I be associated with him? He's, or was, likely dead now, a sort of enforcer. Worked for Victoria, but was a kind of double agent. Killed a friend of mine named Will Archer, so he never worked for you. Or someone you know, maybe? I, uh... I don't often deal with people of that nature, and those I do employ I most certainly remember. Please don't take offense, but your own less-than-straight-and-narrow history was part of what intrigued me about you. I picked up on that. (laughs) Believe me, no offense taken. There was Mr. Ford at Parker Wells' recommendation, though his qualifications were more pretense than fact. And our unfortunate Miss Wallace, though my work with her was also limited to our puzzle box exercise, after her referral from Chambers. I am truly sorry about her. Yeah, thanks. Anyway, Victoria hinted at a connection between you and Watson, or someone in your circle, maybe even in Margaret Florian's poker game. Hell, Chambers would be a damn likely candidate, but now I'm thinking it was all a smokescreen, an excuse, that she hoped I'd pass along info on the project you've got her doing legwork for, even if inadvertently give her a chance to get a piece of the action. That does seem in keeping with her character. Some things don't change. Hell, this crazy cop back in Vegas, Marshall, tried to warn me. Wanted me to turn on her. At that point, I thought she was trying to kill me, so I can't say I wasn't tempted. Maybe part of me knew even then she was using me. After all this, I'm feeling a bit more fatalistic. It's her nature. If there is any information I am able to uncover about this Watson character, I will do so. You have my word. Now, we should arrive at our destination in a bit over six hours. Would you care to join me in a drink? You know what? That sounds like a splendid idea. Hey, after a couple, maybe this hand won't bother me so much. Scotch? I believe I have a bottle of McCutcheon. Man after my own heart. Gotta hand it to Kreitzer. The place was unbelievable. Entire private island somewhere in... Well, I don't know exactly where. He said something about it only being accessible by plane, but it caught a glimpse of a shipping and receiving area on the way in. Not to mention the biggest yacht I have ever seen just offshore. 
lot of activity going on. Construction looks like. Must be why he hadn't planned on coming here quite yet. Here we are, sir. As you did not have much in the way of baggage, Mr. Kreitzer asked us to provide a suitable wardrobe. You'll find that in your closet. If there is anything missing, please don't hesitate to let us know. I'm sure I'll manage. So, uh, which room is mine? <laughs> Apologies for any misunderstanding, sir. This villa is yours, in its entirety. Oh, well then. The island's communication system is not compatible with American mobile, but we will procure a suitable replacement. We do have wireless internet service, so you should be able to download any messages in the meantime. The password is Arcadia. Hmm, sounds appropriate. Our doctor is en route as we speak to tend to your hand. You'll find our capabilities are excellent. Mr. Kreitzer has several guests arriving over the course of the day and has asked if you would join them for a game of poker in the main building this evening. Oh, I'd be happy to. Poker I can handle, like old times. In the meantime, I can be reached at any time via either the telephone or intercom systems. My name is Drake, and I will gladly provide for your every need. My every need? <laughs> Within reason, of course. Though, rest assured, I suspect that would include most of them. Thanks, Drake. Ah, uh, that won't be necessary, sir. My compensation is quite comprehensive. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't mean any insult. No insult whatsoever, sir. Enjoy your time with us. As prisons go, this had to rank near the top. Not to be too dramatic, but one thing that came clear was once I agreed to come, I wasn't exactly free to go. Even if I did have my passport, no way to get back to the real world. Not yet. For now, I have to make the most of it. See what I could learn. Still didn't know anything about this big plan Kreitzer had. And if there was some connection between him and the people who killed Will, this might be the best place to find it. Maybe give Will Archer some closure. <laughs> Let's be honest. Give me closure for getting him killed. If this got me nearer to finding that, I'd be able to hang on. Huh. A welcome gift? A little something to indulge your curiosity and exercise your particular skills. Another of Kreitzer's infamous puzzle boxes. Looked like mahogany. Nice. Had my name engraved on top. Harmon. Not just engraved, but a fancy script. One of those designs that reads the same right side up or upside down. It's all the more impressive when you think he probably had this put together while we were on the flight down. Wondered what was inside this one. A-R-C-A-D-I-A. -A. Uh, it'd wait. Now, just one open mystery I cared about. You have two new messages. First message. Hey, Jimmy. Robin. I don't know where you are when you'll get this, but I wanted to tell you I'm okay. I got your message. Brought everything to that guy, Alan Hill, at the DA's office first thing this morning. It's actually right across the street from my office, the Hall of Records, where we, you know. Anyway, I laid it out, and I swear he was drooling. Sent out for a warrant for Santoro, the assessor, straight away. Good for you. News said they found two bodies at the observatory. Parker Wells is one, and Eleanor. I'm so sorry. I know I was upset, angry. Don't get me wrong, I think I had every right to be, but still. Hill said there were two others. Didn't make the news, but apparently one of them was a cop. Malone, I bet. All I know about the other is it's not you. Deflates the murder case if their suspects are all dead, but Hill's still excited. 
wants to find Kreitzer, but I'm pretty sure he's left the country. If you're with him, I hope you're at least... I won't say safe, since that's not your style, but... Out of immediate danger. They have me secure here. And I think... It'll be okay. I just wanted to say... Thanks. For everything. I hope you're doing okay. And that you find what you're looking for. Goodbye, Jimmy. For a few hours, I'd almost forgotten about Eleanor. Now it came flooding back. Right when I started hoping again. Life went in for one last kick. She never had a chance. Whatever set her on her course, there was no way for her to get back off. And in the end, she knew it. Knowing Robin was safe was one load off. Especially after everything I put her through. But honestly, don't know that I had to worry. She can take care of herself. Next message. But that small solace was undone in one fell swoop by a voice I never expected to hear again. Well, two voices. Jimmy! Jimmy Harmon. Long time no speak, Ben Marshall, in case you didn't recognize my charming voice. Well, I think it's charming, but some find it off-putting. Mostly a certain Victoria Salkovich, who you may have heard or not, depends on how much you've kept up with life in Las Vegas, has managed to see to my removal from the hallowed halls of the Las Vegas Metro PD. <laughs> Ben Marshall. Wow. But, uh, silver lining. Don't have to put up with that crappy station coffee anymore. And I'm a free agent. Devil may care. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Or not. But I don't have to pay attention to my boss anymore. <laughs> or his boss. Or his boss's boss. Or any bosses. Until I get another full-time job, which I am looking into. But meantime, I got a different friendly voice. I thought you might want to hear from. Jimmy. It's... It's Will. There's... Something I guess we need to talk about. Jesus. Will. You're alive? Mr. Queen, this sequence of events is not what we expected, nor the timetable you led us to anticipate. I understand, Mr. King. I... I will confess to being surprised that the degree of synchronicity this stage of the operation has elicited. You were warned about deviating from plans during the Las Vegas phase. Alterations have consequences. Ms. Rook, I do not accept as given the unsupported allegation that my actions resulted in any substantive change in the course of events. I worked explicitly with Mr. Bishop to ensure our larger predictions remained unaltered. Mr. Bishop? I cannot assert definitively there were no significant alterations. But as you all can see, our model showed developments should not have proceeded this quickly. Not without some unforeseen factor at play. The model is limited by the information available. Factors such as those you introduced in Las Vegas. Or yours in Washington. Do you continue to deny the Lucas campaign was prematurely apprised of our plans? Now it is you who are making unsubstantiated claims. Enough. There will be time for assessment later. Regardless of underlying causes, the fact remains that we must adapt. This is a critical juncture, now more than ever. Mr. Queen, are you able to make adjustments? I can accelerate preparation of our Pacific facility though it will incur significant additional costs. Miss Knight, can you redirect funds accordingly? Quorum accounts will support additional expenditures, though such unplanned activity opens the possibility of unwelcome scrutiny, particularly if European theater operations must be similarly accelerated. Ah, of course. 
Miss Rook, how will the extraction process be altered? Substantially. The standing plan called for a gradual persuasion-based campaign. If we are to accelerate, we will need to take a more direct approach. How quickly can we mobilize a reliable support crew? As always, I have contingencies prepared. The team can be activated imminently. There will be substantial costs, of course. More significantly, I will require Ms. Knight's Mediterranean contacts and Mr. Bishop's assistance in reassessing projections. Miss Knight, Mr. Bishop, can you both make yourselves available to Miss Rook? I will begin preparations immediately. I have a particular shipping operation in mind that I can divert for our purposes, but we'll have to move quickly. And I will ensure I am available as soon as we have specifics about the operational parameters. Very well. I would ask that everyone proceed accordingly. And I would also caution all of you to remain alert. While the nature of our work necessarily results in unforeseen elements, the frequency of those events of late does give me cause for alarm. Should there be further such occurrences, I fear for the security of this quorum. Am I clear? Clear! It pleases me to hear. We can afford no missteps. Lest the course of history truly be rendered beyond repair. You've been listening to Jabberwocky Audio Theatre. Tonight's production, Quorum, The Gambler's Tale, All That Glitters. Episode 10 of 10. Produced by Jabberwocky Audio Theatre in association with WERALP, Radio Arlington, 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. Featured in the cast were Cameron McNary as Jimmy Harmon, Pete Papa George as Anton Kreitzer, Ariana Almajan as Eleanor Wallace, Kevin Murray as Glenn Chambers, Daniel Riley Bush as Parker Wells, Ricardo Padilla as Malone, Emily H. Gilson as Robin Freeman, Greg Jones Ellis as Gabriel, Liz Christmas as Farah, Brooks Tegler as Drake, Nick DePinto as Ben Marshall, Tom Kramer as Tom, James Whalen as Paul, Bob Hurley as the racing announcer, and James E. Lewis as Will Archer. With Pete Papa George as Mr. King, Joel Snyder as Mr. Queen, Faith Potts as Ms. Rook, Anna Fitzgerald as Ms. Knight, Brian Crane as Mr. Bishop, and additional voices by Tom Kramer. Recorded at Tulgee Wood Studios in Springfield, Virginia, with supplemental recording at a variety of independent studios across the region. Music by Brooks Tegler. For specific music information, see our show notes at jabberaudio.com. Dialogue and sound effects editing, mastering, and final mixing by William R. Coughlin. Dialogue editing support by Maurice Mulder. Casting services provided by Stonehenge Casting. Post-production services provided by Tohu Bohu Productions, LLC. Special thanks to A-Squared Adventures for providing game mechanic consultation and to Bill Stockton and Mike Winetta for research assistance. This week's episode was produced by Bjorn Munson and written and directed by William R. Coughlin. This recording is the property of Team Jabberwocky, LLC, 
and may not be rebroadcast, retransmitted, or redistributed without express permission from Team J. The underlying content, including the script, story, and characters, remain the exclusive property of their owners and are used with permission. For all the latest episodes and information on Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, visit jabberaudio.com. If you're enjoying Quorum and the other yarns we spin at Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcast provider of choice. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash teamjabberwocky for exclusive content and to help us continue to bring you further tales of mysterious suspense and high adventure. Until next time, this is Marsha Renz saying thanks for listening, and stay tuned for news on what's coming up from Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, including a special quorum interlude, The Harbor Pilot's Tale. The racing action continues at Fairwager Inglewood Park. Not been doing so great, Paul. Give me some good news. Do what I can, Tom. This is it. The grand finale. One dollar exact to bet in race one. Take three, then one. Then in race four, a four dollar exact the wheel. Four three with two four. All right. Got everything riding on this one, Paul. This doesn't come in. I'm not going to be able to make my next tuition payment. Bye-bye law school. Trust me, Tom. Can't lose with this layout. No chance. Hast thou slain the Jabberwock? 